0: Today's episode is brought to you by Musical Theatre Radio's merch store. Looking for that perfect gift for someone or just want to treat yourself to some great musical theatre themed merch? Head to MusicalTheaterRadio.com and click on the All Things Theatre button on the homepage. And check out all the different designs available. And now, today's interview. Welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest here on Musical Theatre Radio. I am your host as always, Jean-Paul Jovanov. As artists, we are always trying to figure out ways to market ourselves and our work. And we've all used and heard of social media and Google Analytics and all the other jargon out there. But... How many of us know how to use all those things to our advantage? Today on the show, we have Julie Nemitz, a theater marketing consultant, to tell us a little bit about who she is, what she does, and maybe how to take take our marketing to the next level. Julie, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jean-Paul. I'm, I'm excited. We've been talking about this for a while, so I'm really excited that we finally landed on a time and date. So Perfect. I'm excited to get, get dig in awesome about my so favorite with- about two of my favorite topics theater <laughs> artists well three of my favorite topics, theater artists and marketing
0: now before we even get hey. to any of that I always ask for a 30 second bio of my guest because we want we need to we need to know who you are so who is Julie in 30 seconds
1: absolutely I come from uh, three generations of theater people and uh, I grew up in the theater. I'm one of those theater rats. I loved theater, uh, ended up studying music in college, went off to the big bad city of New York City and found myself in uh, day jobs as we all do. And I fell in love with with media and marketing and landed at Teen People Magazine <laughs> of all places in the aughts, right? In the, in the height of of pop culture and just absolutely uh, fell into the wonderful world of media and marketing at, at the, at the boon of digital marketing and uh, really followed the, uh, the, the birth of uh, e-commerce and of social media. And my career led that path all the way to becoming the vice president of a pretty awesome uh, advertising agency in New York. Uh, And I decided to move my family back to my hometown of Kalamazoo, Michigan, but I kept my big bad marketing job uh, and that became really difficult on my kids. Uh, and I decided that, you know what, I needed to figure out a way to take all the experience that I had uh, in digital marketing and social media and uh, use it for a purpose that really filled my heart and soul. And when I really sat down and thought about that, I knew it was the arts and uh, I went back to my roots. I went back to what my parents did, and I went back to the theater, and I knew that that was an area. I had happened to go to one of my hometown theaters, and they were doing a production of Mary Poppins, and uh, I was at the second weekend of that show, and I had heard from my friends that it was an incredible show. The cast was huge, and I was so excited. We jumped in our seats, and I looked around, and it was half full. And I was like, what? (laughs) Right? It's a great show, big cast. I said, marketing, we've got a problem, right? And so I was like, you know, something, I I think this is where I want to be. And so I opened up my own company, and I started consulting. And pretty soon, I realized that not only was digital marketing, uh, my area of expertise, it was also an area where the internet could be my friend and I could use the power of zoom (laughs) and the connectivity that other theater makers were looking for to bring resources, bring training, bring uh, consultations uh, to them wherever they were. So pretty soon theaters from Australia to Canada (laughs) to Hawaii, (laughs) you know, coast to coast, we were talking and I was helping them figure out the right ways to market. Of course, theaters are uh, notoriously uh, low, uh, understaffed, overtaxed, Uh, and so they were looking for the fastest and most, the easiest ways to sell more tickets and grow affinity of the audiences so they could keep things going and then COVID hit, right? And so what did I do as a consultant to theaters? Uh I within I think I my husband I looked at this once within uh I think it was 72 hours I went from 14 clients to 1. Um of course because everything shut down. Yeah. I pivoted and became quickly became an expert in how to make theater online <laughs> right and so how do we do zoom shows how do we figure out how to like create a concert online how do we do zoom videos how do we make music videos right and i started uh tapping into resources at like broadway licensing right they were doing broadway on demand and so they became great great resources and partners with me and and so things like that and i you know I was, I'm always been pretty scrappy. <laughs> this is longer than 30 minutes, isn't it? But
0: oh, well, <laughs> <You know laughs> anyway, so uh, I, I'll just cut it off right at the 32nd mark. So we'll never hear okay. any of this, of course. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. All right, and beep.
1: Like- <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. Um, Okay. Fast forward. Uh, Anyway, through COVID, that's what I did. Once theater started coming back, I kind of returned to my old model, uh, became, uh, you know, did a lot of consulting. And what happened um, brought in a a lot of theaters back into my consulting business. Uh, I kept up with the theater marketing lab, which is my broader group of theaters that I do group coaching with. So every month we jump on Zoom and theaters come to me with their questions. We work through curriculum. Um, It's mainly focused on digital marketing because that's where theaters need the most help. There are plenty of people out there in the world that are experts in development, in fundraising, in uh, sponsor and donor um, management, um, in, in that kind of thing. I really focus in on helping them figure out digital marketing. Uh, and we work together to help them improve their ticket sales through digital marketing, right? And so what happened over the past year was that I started getting a lot of like DMs on Instagram and Uh, random messages through my website from artists uh, playwrights especially uh, producers directors former directors from Broadway shows right saying hey Julie I see what you're doing for theaters it's so awesome I need some help and I was like oh that's so how what a fun anecdote okay let's get let's jump on a call let's see how I can help you and pretty soon like I'm like, wait a minute. The door is like, the back door of my business is like really open right now. And uh, pretty soon, you know, writers and residents from Lincoln Center are like, okay, I need help. And so I, I, you know, organically, uh, a whole new wing of my business opened last year for theater artists who realized, oh dear, if I don't figure out digital marketing for myself i'm going to be left behind right if i don't figure out inbound marketing meaning like what i look like online what my website looks like what my social media looks like what my communication with the people that care about me look like through email or newsletters or sub stacks or whatever i'm going to be left behind has uh, become a booming part of my business. So that, in a nutshell, in much more than thirty seconds, is me. <laughs> well, there's a lot to in
0: unpack there.
1: Five, right? There's a lot to unpack there, and that—that that was my six minute.
0: <laughs> my and thats sixth the end of the background. interview. Thank you very and much.
1: You Thank you so much for being here, Jean Paul. I really appreciate you having me here. It was a blast. I learned so much about you. <laughs>
0: So actually I just want to go right right back to the beginning. You said three yeah. generations of, of your yes. of people. Yes. Um uh-
1: Huh? <laughs> my my grand, my grandfather fancied him uh, my grandfather fancied himself uh, uh, you know uh, in the business he was in college he was very much involved with the, the theatricals as he called it he um and he was uh, certainly the person that was the most um how shall i say uh invested in 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 exploring this my grandmother was very involved in the back end of of sort of the uh the theater business if you well, she um, was very uh, instrumental in the education world. She, uh, in fact, was uh, someone who provided a lot of the edu- a lot of the educational materials for the television show Zoom. I don't know if you remember Zoom. No. Um, it was a, a public television show in the seventies um, out of Boston, Boston, Mass. Oh, 02134 Send it to Zoom. Us no. Canadians
0: don't get, we got, oh, we got, you can, we got PBS you out of Buffalo, but that's about it.
1: God. Okay. Well, some of your listeners, I yes. have no doubt. <laughs> if you're a Gen Xer like me, um, you'll remember Zoom. Um, so before the, te- before the, the, the uh, digital company Zoom. Um, yeah. And so she, uh, she would provide some art, art, uh, art, art, uh, Art uh, exercises and art uh, art, um, fun little art activities that they would do on the show and that kind of thing. So, they always had their fingers in the business. Um, and then my parents owned their own theater. Um, they ran a uh, equity summer stock in Michigan for many, many years. And then my father became an artistic director of a theater in Michigan, um, while he was also a full-time teacher, uh, a public school teacher. My mom was the business manager, box office manager for our the second largest community theater in the country. So yeah, so.
0: You had no escape. It was, it was in yeah. the genes. It was genetic. It was in
1: the genes. Yes.
0: Wow. But I'm always curious that obviously you were surrounded by theater and, and, and had a passion for theater. Was there ever any point where you thought of going in a different direction with your career or your life? Was there any other yes. job you were thinking, I don't know, maybe,
1: maybe. I think about this a lot. That's a great question. And I think about sixth grade when we had to do this big career, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Hill and Mrs. Hill's class, we had to do this big career uh, section of class. And it was, I remember it being quite lengthy. It wasn't like just like a week thing. Cause I, I remember it very vividly. And I did this very long assignment with like visuals and like folders and like uh, crafts and everything around what I wanted to be when I grew up. And it was a journalist. I wanted to be a writer. I I didn't pick actress. I didn't pick singer. I didn't pick Broadway star. I didn't pick director like my father. I didn't pick, you know, I didn't pick any of that. I picked journalist. I just wanted to write. And so I, I thought about that a lot over the years. I was like, what? where did I... S- Stop <laughs> in sixth grade. Yeah. What, 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 what? Where? Where? did the sixth grade Julie like go? Oh no, I'm going to go be a singer,
0: <laughs> and I blame
1: Barbara <laughs> Streisand.
0: <laughs> oh Barbara.
1: <laughs> oh Barbara, I blame Patty Lapone.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So yes. Yeah, so uh. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I. I think I initially like the in, the internal me wanted to do
0: you know what you still probably utilize some of that you know oh, interest exactly. right you, you, you've got a podcast oh, you're, yeah. you're doing the presentations so you got to do the research so it, it's still there probably it's just you know manifested yeah. in. Some exactly. it.
1: oh yeah a big part of marketing is writing absolutely um for sure and that's always been one of my biggest strengths is, is writing compelling copy for sure
0: yeah. so you obviously had a lot of a uh, marketing background you said you, you you moved to new york you were you were ad agency you were at uh the magazines um, what was the impetus for for starting the um y- your theater labs and, and everything what was that was there a moment where you, everything just switched around
1: uh well there was a personal moment I was uh on yet another business trip um I was uh the the uh the company at, the client I was working for was located in San Francisco. And my main office was in Manhattan. And so I was bouncing back and forth between coasts on airplanes. And I was living um, back in Michigan in my hometown. And so I was, you know, flying a lot and landing in Chicago and bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And um, I was had landed in Chicago and I got a phone call from my daughter's school And, uh, my youngest daughter was having a rough time in class and, uh, the teacher said, well, Julie, you know, she said to me that she feels like she doesn't have a mom anymore. (laughs) And I went, okay, we're changing jobs and I'm not going to travel anymore. That was it. It was pretty fast between that moment and me completely switching, And, and that was, that was pretty much the biggest impetus because that was it. Like I knew the straws were breaking, but that was the one that broke the camel's back. That was it. And so that was the impetus personally, um, professionally. I, like I said, I just knew that I had to figure out how to use all this knowledge I had in like the, like how to make very big, like large, large companies, a lot of money. I had to figure out how to do that for nonprofits and for worthy companies and organizations and figure out how to bring them up um, and into that world where like they all big companies have figured out e-commerce big companies have figured out the right ways to um, talk to people to make them want to do things Mm -hmm. right Um, and, and encourage them and get them excited about wanting to do things and that is where I think theater has had a little bit of a challenge because um, theater tends to live up on the top of the mountain thinking, well, of course you want to go to the theater. Here's what I'm doing. And I'll just sit back and wait for you to buy tickets. Right? We are the theater. Well, here's just, here's our season and here's a link. All right, come on, we're here, we're your theater come come, come here. right that's all they, that to me a lot of that's that's been the past, right? And so I come in and I'm like, well no, we have to earn their trust. We have to earn their desire. We have to do that through really great marketing content. There are too many things for people to do now. Um, if especially with the people, anyone under the age of 50. It's a whole new world of how to get them to the theater. And it is about the way they are marketed to. And it is not about here's our season. Here's the show we're doing. All right, we're waiting. You know, people my age can put their pajamas on, grab a blanket and go see a movie and have dinner served to them in their pajamas, (laughs) comfy, cozy in a recliner and see the number one and go see you know the number one movie and so how do we balance that with the beauty of live theater that you can't that you can't replicate right so that's what I do every day is teach theaters about the difference and how we have to earn that through great content instead of just okay here's who's who's in our show and here's what we're doing all right come it doesn't work that way anymore. You can see it on Broadway. Mm. They know that. They have they if you're doing a if you're doing even if you're doing it, works both ways. If you've programmed the sound of music, you have to work really hard to get people to tell them why they need to come see it again. They because they know every line, every song. Why do I need to pay money to see that? You got to work really hard to get them there. If you're doing a, a musical that nobody's ever heard of, brand new, you're doing um ride the cyclone right and nobody's ever heard of it you have to work really hard to get them there to know that it's worth the time and money that they spent and the time they invested in seeing it either way you have to work hard um and you have to earn that and that's just where theaters are just now figuring out how to do that through a lot more marketing
0: yeah i've seen it i've said it many times on the program and many times over the last while you know we as artists forget that the word show business, even those two words, we concentrate too much on the show part and forget about the business part. And that is so important because, you know, once you have the show, what do you do with it? Or once you have the theater or whatever. So, you know, what you're doing is is so important to to teach, um, you know, artists how to get to that next level. You have the art. Now let's get it Um. You know, up and out there. So you you have the theater marketing lab and the artist marketing lab. So let's talk about the theater marketing lab first. Tell us a little bit about what you do for theaters, because if there's any artistic directors or producers out there, um, what do you do for theaters to to uh, help them grow?
1: Sure. Um, so I have a, uh, a signature program called Sell the Show, and that is a, an online program that, that also includes uh, group coaching where you go through a module type, you know, traditional online learning program where you learn the different ways to prepare and promote your production, a specific production from A to Z with digital marketing. So I teach a system um, that a lot of theaters love um, that they've never thought of before about how as a marketer to look at a production before you ever make a piece of marketing. So how do you actually prepare? What do you look at? Like what meetings do you need to be in? in order to make great marketing. One of the things that was an aha moment for me a couple of years ago, when I started talking to a lot of theaters, right when we came back from the pandemic pause, was that marketing managers and marketing directors or for community theaters, very often the volunteers who are tasked with marketing, um, never sat in a production meeting hadn't even read the script of the play that they were tasked for marketing because it didn't hadn't come to them. They were just waiting for instructions, right? And they or they they had they, they sort of knew the score, but they didn't really know what the key moments of the, of the score were or what the most important. They just didn't know the piece. Um, they didn't know what was important to the director because they hadn't been invited to the right meetings. And so I teach, you know, what is important to know, the right questions to ask the director, the right questions to ask the design team, right? If the show doesn't match the marketing, then, then it's incongruent, right? You want to be able to give the consumer the same experience through marketing that they're going to get at the show. You know, I you, know, if, you if you follow me on social media at Theater Marketing Lab, you've probably seen me going, you know, talking a lot about Shocked, because it's been a controversial marketing strategy from the beginning to only talk about corn <laughs> um in its marketing um and there's there's been a lot of benefits to it you know it cut through it cut through all of the overwhelm out there um but it also all, didn't allow them to really tell you what the show is about um but at the same time it was high branding um so we talk about those kind of pros and cons of what type of marketing we want to go for. But that all centered on what the director's vision was for the show, right? None of that could have happened without understanding the design and the director's vision of the show. So then the second part of Sell the Show is... The part that some that truly the theaters that uh, engage in this part are are the ones that make the biggest um, leaps forward and that's the group coaching so we uh, jump on zoom once a month for about uh, four to six months. And we work through the program together and, uh, we do spotlights where one theater, uh, gets the spotlight each month and we go through their programs. We go through their marketing, we do Q and a, uh, and we really learn from each other. Um, and we learn what's working, what's not working. And we overcome some hurdles with their organization and, or their community. You know, sometimes some communities have challenges with, um, with, uh, with a title and or that 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 other theaters have already done, and they're like, oh well, we did this. Try this, right? Or they have a challenge with getting a certain demographic into the theater, and other theaters have suggestions. And so it's a great way for theaters to you know work back and forth together. It is a great program for community theaters because they're starving for uh, help. They're starving for resources um you know a lot of the theater marketing lab really is meant for uh the community theater uh the community theaters that that need a an affordable way to get better at their marketing
0: do you have any Um, examples of of you know uh, one of the community theaters that you 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 helped and then they went from x to you know
1: Job. Oh, absolutely! Oh my goodness. Um, well, Enter Stage Right Theater, uh, is an, a great example. Uh, they're in Michigan, and they started uh, sell the show in late twenty twenty two, and they joined the program, and they did not have digital ticketing (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you can believe it they were still you know waiting at the door with like you know cash and they or letting you know having phone calls and running credit cards they didn't have an email provider so they weren't really they were sort of not yet selling sending emails right and they were they didn't really understand they were doing some social media and they joined the program because they knew that they weren't doing this right and they weren't selling their shows, they weren't getting an audience. So they followed the program diligently. They just, they showed up, they did the work, they researched the digital, they researched the ticketing platforms. They found the one that they decided was best for them. They. They found the email service provider that was the best for them that they could afford. They did the presentations to the board. They got the right budgeting. They invested in learning how to make content. They found people in their community that were willing to support them. And they have grown. They have been selling out almost every show. They have Their social media has grown 300% in engagement.
0: That's incredible. Wow.
1: And so, you know, and that is just indicative of understanding the power of your digital platforms. Um, Can I say that it is because of all of these things that people came to the show? It's one factor, right? Because there are so many different things that contribute to somebody actually buying a ticket to a show. You know, there's multi-touch attribution is like marketing, marketing talk about like how many times and how many different ways somebody needs to see a message before they decide to convert to a sale. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, digital is a primary driver, right? And so the minute they figured out that they started making more video, they saw ticket sales rise. Right. It's just natural that, you know, we need to see something to excite us to want to see a show.
0: So You're, you're almost like example. you're almost like the the uh, theater version of Gordon Ramsay's uh, Kitchen Nightmare, where you come in, you figure out what's wrong and you give them a hand and, and they, they become you're just much nicer.
1: <laughs> that, that that I I can I can go with that I can go with that absolutely I am nicer I am nicer some of my theaters might not say that sometimes I get a little perturbed when they don't when they don't listen to you. or when the boards get involved I'm sorry no sorry I don't hate boards don't get me wrong I don't hate them I appreciate their role um but they can get in the way
0: sometimes right let's be honest a board is. Made up of different people, different personalities, different beliefs, different directions. So yeah, no, I, I get it.
1: I I get very concerned when boards overstep and they begin having control over decisions that belong in the executive team and in the business side of the business. Mm-hmm. I understand that some theaters have a very murky place where there's a mess there, but they need to figure it out. There needs mm-hmm. to be a separation between board and and um, artistic decisions and business decisions. I get very, very nervous because I go to a lot of board meetings. I get invited to them because they need somebody, a third party in there to speak up, right? And that's often a hard thing for me to do, but I do it uh, more often than you'd think. And I get very, very nervous when when I look at my watch and 20 minutes, 30 minutes have gone by and all the board is talking about is their opinions about a show or their opinions about the marketing, or their opinions about the cast members or the quality of the production, like that is not the role of the board. They should not have an opinion about or or a way a, a have a way to sway artistic decisions. There mm-hmm. should be an artistic committee, certainly made up of board members, that is. Has a say they are a committee inside of the board um, that makes decisions. But board board meetings where they're overtaken by board members with opinions about the art, it, it makes me very, very nervous.
0: Well, let's move on from theaters yes. to individuals, to artists, because yes. let's talk about the artist marketing lab. It's it's probably got some overlap with that, but it is completely different, probably because. We're individuals, we're writers, we're actors, we're directors, we're whatever. So tell us a little bit about that side.
1: I absolutely love, 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 love working one-on-one with artists. I mean, I... I I'm really lucky too that I happen to just the timing has been perfect that I'm able to also be teaching I'm um, I'm a, I'm a um, adjunct um, instructor at Western Michigan University right now uh, teaching uh, personal marketing for the performing artist uh, actual curriculum. At the, at, for the theater department. So I've got 18 uh, musical theater and dance majors who are junior seniors getting ready to go out into the world. And I'm also working with them uh, to help them learn, right, personal marketing, um, branding, um, how to determine what your brand is, what, you're, what, you're, what you are visually, what you are narratively. Um, what that looks like across your digital platforms. And so doing that with artists one-on-one, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, It is, it's a journey because if you think about it, and especially when I'm working with um, writers, um, they're used to writing as, you know, writing in the format and in the form that they're experts at, which is writing plays, right? or uh, directors that are expert at writing direction, their vision of directing work, right? Um, but when it comes to actually figuring out who they want to be, you know, who what their public persona is, right? That's the work that they come to me for because they need to figure out, well, I need to figure out what to do on my website to get more people to fill in the blank right hire me as a director license more of my plays right ask me to music direct their show right I don't I I don't work with a ton of actors necessarily in the professional world I, I have, I've been focusing a little bit more on 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 the the uh the directing writing producing area but um it's it's been amazing because they really, their learning curve is steep, but it's also their activation is fast, right? They they're they're moving quickly, you know, during the um, SAG after strike. Um, a lot of screenwriters were sort of like oh gee maybe I need to figure you know I've got this play sitting in my (laughs) I've got this play sitting in my in my you know my piano bench (laughs) you know in the I think I need to dust this off and maybe I'm a playwright (laughs) and so they're like you know like maybe I need to start figuring out how to promote my plays and so that's been another area too where they're like yeah I want to right place. And I want to write one X. And so they've got to figure out how to get into that world and have that messaging be part of their brand persona. Um, So that's been another area that's been really fun to work at as well. And in figuring out like what their inbound marketing and again, more marketing marketing, but like what their platforms look like so that when people discover them, the right words are there. So that one, people know what to do like oh you want me to do this you want me to read this play you want me to license this you want me to learn more you want me to contact you um here's what you think is important about yourself and 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 here's how to organize it right and here's how to talk about yourself on social media that's the thing that a lot of artists still don't know. Actors are really good at it. <laughs> they kind of figured out how to talk about themselves on social media. Musicians are pretty good at it. Um uh you know are, are uh, you know musicians are you know great at promoting their art, their 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 work, you know, um but you know the the uh the writers and the direct they're they're still figuring out how to to present themselves in that realm and 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 figure out the right way to do that in in rooted in authenticity and rooted in a way that doesn't feel overly promotional. And that's that bridge that I'm helping them figure out.
0: Yeah. It must be interesting slash difficult because you have to work with lots of Age ranges, right? From from you know early to later. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, younger people, they know how to use digital. They've used it, but what they put on it might be different than older people who don't know how to use it, but we don't have anything on it to worry about being discovered. And it must be, you know, an interesting um and sometimes difficult to go to, you know, a younger person goes, yeah, what you put on there, it might be a little problematic to, to, uh, you know, help yourself.
1: Well, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting time. I think that maybe five, 10 years ago, that was definitely um, an issue. I think that it was earlier times where it was a little bit more of a wild west where people were just putting anything that they wanted to out out into the wild and then they were regretting it. Um, I think now there's so much more acceptance of whoever you are, just be. Mm. And I that's why the industry is changing and that's why I'm so happy about that. So in one hand, if you're putting content out there and you're being authentic and that's who you are, then own it you know? And, and, and I'm really happy with the colleges that are embracing that and teaching that and sending kids out into the world saying, be you, you know, don't you dare form yourself into a type and try to mold yourself into something else. You know, we don't need 55 little, you know, little mini Sutton Fosters walking into New York, right? You be you, be you. And, I love that, and if that means you're putting out maybe some unique content out on social media, you know, that's why you need to think about what you're putting out, but at the same time, it, if it's you, then mm-hmm. that's you, you know? Um, yeah.
0: It's, it's Doing something like that, it's a double-edged sword, right? And, you know, you are sure. you, oh, and sure. and that's cool. But you know, the problem is a lot of people don't think about, oh, why don't they like that? Well, you know what? It's okay if not everybody mm-hmm. likes what you put out. That's In business, you're taught you, you can't be everything for everybody. Find your market, find your niche, find who you're trying right. to get to. But a lot of people want to be everything. And, and I'll be honest. That's what I, at the beginning, when I started my radio station, you want to be everything for everybody. But then I realized you can't be. You, you find your no. people, you find your tribe lack of a better term. And that's who you, that's who you, you find and work with. So.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then that tribe grows because more people want to be in, the, in that, in, in, that group. Absolutely.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So um, do you, what, what is one of the simplest things that we should be doing to market ourselves? Like what's, what's the one thing that everybody can do um, that is, you know, just to start, you know, what's the one simple thing?
1: As an as an artist?
0: Just as an artist. Sure, we'll do it as an artist.
1: I would say um f- get on Instagram and start following the people that you admire and like and start commenting and liking and supporting what they're doing on social media. Start engaging, start learning, start a conversation it doesn't matter if they don't write back because they won't Mm -hmm. it's about you engaging with them they can be somebody at you know in your local area it can be somebody who's you know part of a big regional theater in your you know near your town it can be somebody on broadway it can be a director you admire who you know is at steppenwolf whatever it can be you know It can be whoever that world. make a list, pull out a piece of paper and write down 20 people or 20 organizations, right? That you really dig and you start engaging with them, follow them, check them out every star them on Instagram, right? So that they're your favorites and follow them, engage right back, start learning what's working, what's, you know, what, what they're about. And then you're going to start getting inspired and you're going to start getting a sense of what you might have to say, right? Mm-hmm. The hardest thing about artists is when they say, all right, well, what, what, do, I to, what, what do I need to put on a social media? All right, give me, give, me a, give me a list. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. It's so much harder than that to be organic and be authentic. Mm -hmm. right? It's about what do you admire? What do you like? What do you, what do you, um, what do you, who are you, right? Who, what is your persona? What do you like? You know, if you just go out there and just promote everything you're doing all the time, I'm in this, I'm in that, or I'm writing this, I, my shows here, my show, people just don't want to engage, Mm -hmm. you know, when they want to know the authentic, you know, you, and you are, you are in control of who you are, out in the world right
0: it's a fine control.
1: it is you're you're in control of what you put out there so you are not in control about what other people say about you jeff bezos said you know your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room right so if you all if all you can control is what you put out there, then you wanna be very clear about what your persona is and what you're comfortable saying and doing out in the digital world. And that starts with knowing what you like and don't like.
0: Simple as that, and and it's great advice. Mm -hmm. And then after that, people can just go to you and for your course, and then they can learn more about how to take it to the next level. (laughs) So speaking of that, how do people get to know about you and and your website and all that sort of thing?
1: Well, everything you ever need is on my main website, which is julienemets.com. I've got the theater marketing lab there. I've got the artist marketing lab there. You can uh, work one-on-one with me, with the playwright. I've got the playwrights, uh, blueprint, which is a one-on-one program with me. I've got, uh, I've got the theater marketing labs up there right now and available. So there's lots going on. I, I'm, my consulting business is pretty full right now for theaters, but, um, I'm still doing, uh, theater audits, which is when I come in for a short amount of time and I help theaters kind of figure out what might be going wrong and help them make a plan for fixing it.
0: Very cool. Do you have anything coming up that you can talk about anything in in the works um, that you'd like (gasps) to promote?
1: Yes, I can. Here's a little sneak peek (laughs) of my big program for 2024. It is called, and and it's, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's called (laughs) Merrily We Roll Out. Okay. Bum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Bum, bum, ba, dum, bum. It is a program that helps theaters roll out their seasons. So it gives you the strategy and the framework to effectively... Announce your season online with strategy to sell more, whatever you need to sell. It could be a limited time offer. If you're still doing subscriptions, if you're doing memberships, if you're doing passes, whatever. Uh, it also helps you with uh, getting new ideas for your creative. Um, one of my things that I love the most is helping people think differently about the creative they make for their uh, theaters. And so it's got a big a big uh, a big focus on the creative we make uh, for our uh, announcements. So I'm very excited. So this plan uh, is going to be so excited. and you can pick yourself a road. Now, if you know Merrily, you roll along, which is my second favorite musical ever on earth. Um, The second line is pick yourself a road. And so there are two different paths you can take with this program. Um, And I'm very excited about it. And that is going to be coming at the end of February. So February of 2024. So for theaters that are interested in it, um, there'll be a wait list um, link on the main page of my website. So you can um, sign up to n- learn more about Merrily We Roll Out.
0: That's awesome. That, that'll that be so helpful for so many theaters out there. Yeah, so, uh, it
1: will. And I've done, a, believe me, I've done so I've worked with so many theaters to do launches and to do season rollouts. Um, I've learned so much, and uh, I cannot wait to share all those learnings with a lot more theaters and help them um, succeed at their goals. Um, it's one. It's the. It's the single time there will you will not have there will not be a time you have more attention on your theater mm-hmm. than when you tell them what you're going to do because your your fans are very curious They're like Ooh, what shows are they doing people that are tertially interested in theater meaning that they're sort of they sort of like musicals or they sort of like plays um they're going to be interested and then even like moderately people that like like mystery <laughs> like they, they like to know like they like "Ooh, somebody's going to tell me something that, that that's a reveal they're going to be interested you're never going to have more eyeballs on you than when you go drum roll please yeah right And it breaks my heart when I'm scrolling social media and all I see is like a picture of somebody's theater building and uh, some copy about what shows they're doing. I like my hands, my head goes in my hands. I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why did you just lose the opportunity of a lifetime? Let me talk to you. (laughs) No, anyway, so so I'm really excited about this program. It's gonna be awesome.
0: That's fantastic. And I totally agree because I get a lot of press releases and some of them attract me more. <laughs> some of them, you know, some right. releases I'm like, Ooh, I got to go. And I go to the website and sometimes I'm looking and go, mm, okay. <laughs> and then what, what oh, else yeah. is in my inbox? <laughs> so,
1: well, Jean-Paul, I'm very excited. You even read a press release at this point. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> They're hard. That's how It's a hard topic right now. Yeah. Press releases. Like, you know, are they, are they worth it? Are they not? That's, that's a, it's a very, it's, it's a very controversial question. Nice.
0: Well, Julie, thank you for for coming on today and and telling us a little bit about yourselves, what you do, and 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 what you're doing for the theater community. Um, it's a necessary thing, you know. We we marketing, we we don't want that's not what we want to focus on, but we need to, and it is so important to get the word out there. Whether you be a theater company, an individual, or or whatever it is, so you're you're doing a great service for the theater community at large for, for what you're doing. So I thank you for them. And I uh, just thank you for me coming on you and talking are to me. You're so
1: welcome. And I believe in making marketing fun. Yay. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Thanks again. That's
0: great. No, no problem. All right, we were just speaking with a newly Julie Nemitz, uh, theater marketing consultant. So make sure to check out everything that she's doing if you're a theater company or an individual uh, wanting to get your digital footprint in marketing a little bit better. Uh, tune in next week as we'll speak with another guest or guests about their life, love, and passion that is musical theater. I am your host as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff, And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.